Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated today. Thank you for standing and worshiping. Thank you, praise team. I'm so proud of our young people and uh, what a tremendous job they did here on Wednesday night leading worship. And then we just, we've just instituted some of our, our younger people. I love Austin. I love Bryce. I love our, the ones that's been playing. But I, I just thank God for our young people. Amen. Doing such a tremendous job worshiping. Hallelujah. God bless you today. If you weren't here Wednesday night, you missed a great time in the Lord. And uh, go get that go get that DVD or CD and see what you missed. We didn't air that because I had to say some special things to the church, but and that's not recorded, so you can't get it. If you wasn't here, you don't know about it. And if you don't know about it, just let me tell you right now, everything's fine. So, God is good. We're okay. The Holy Ghost is good. Pray for the future of this church, and God will help us become more of all that we need to be. Amen. This is truly a place of worship for all people. Anybody. 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 I want you to hear me today. Anybody's welcome to worship in this church. Praise God. And I mean that from the depths of my soul. Every man needs God. It doesn't matter where they come from, who they are, what their status in life is. Everybody needs God. Everybody's got a soul. Amen. You believe that? You can't be prejudiced toward anybody. Everybody's got a soul. Everybody needs God. Amen. So I just want to make that very clear today. And uh, that's the stand this church would take. We will cover our bases and do what we need to do to make sure our morals are upheld and the things that are taught in this church are upheld, but we want to open these doors to every person in this city, in this community, in this state, and I just, I don't ever want to turn anybody away from this church. I'm just saying these things because they need to be said. So you can't say, well, you can't come here because you don't believe or you don't act or you don't do like we do. You come here because we want you to find what we have. We want you to know about our Jesus. Amen. We want you to understand our God. We are, you're welcome here because everybody has a right to worship. Everybody has a right to praise God. Everybody has that right. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. And that's all I'm saying. Just know that pastor's taking care of some things on this very day. God bless you. I'm reading today, I really, really, I got about four sermons. Y'all want me to preach them all? Amen. I got a bunch that I can preach today, and I got a heart that is full, and a lot of things that I'd, I'd like to say that need to be said. But uh, let, me, let me just, let me begin here. I may be like the old boy that preached to my dad one time years and years ago, and uh, he got about... Halfway through his sermon, he said, you know what? This ain't working. I'm going to change and do something else. Does that right, Mom? Didn't he do that? He just stopped and reread his text and started all over. So that may be what happens here today. But uh, I'm going to preach to you what I feel is the Word of the Lord and what the Lord has to say to us today. You've stood over and over and over. Don't stand again. Just keep your seat. I'm going to read a, uh, a passage of Scripture and then we'll plunge right into what God has to say to us today. I encourage you, I encourage you to be here on Wednesday evening. It is a special service. 
It is a special time. You say, well, my kid or my grandkid or I'm not the uncle or the aunt or whoever. I'm just not going to show up because I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm not kin and that's not my family. And I don't, you know, I don't. Well, let me tell you something. When your kids do grow up and when your grandkids do get there and when your family does get there, you're going to want somebody to show up. So I advise you to show up. Because you reap what you sow. And everybody said amen. So let's be here for a great time of honoring our students. And that will be a good time. And then a great time of fellowship. We'll do this all right here in the Elevate Cafe and the Elevate Worship Center. And uh, just a time of honoring our graduates. I love, I love them all. And I'm very proud of them today. So... Be here to show your smiling face. Make everybody happy. Amen. And I'm going to tell you now, y'all keep the pressure on me. If I don't show up to stuff, somebody say, well, wonder where my pastor was. Well, you know what I'm going to say? Wonder where my saints were. Amen. Y'all think I ought to be Johnny on the spot? You got to be Johnny on the spot. Somebody say, that's right, preacher. See, I told y'all I had a bunch of sermons today. You don't want to hear all of them. Sister Olga, it's good to see you out of the hospital and back in the house of God. I love my McClanahan's. I love them people. That's awesome. Folks. You ready? Not anything I haven't preached before, but here we go. John 10, verse 10. Put it on the screen for us. We'll read right there to start with. Everybody say it with me. Let's just read it together. The thief... Cometh not, but for to steal, and to kill, and to destroy. I am come. This is Jesus talking. He said, I am come that they might have life, and they might have it more abundantly. How many of you want that abundant life that Jesus gives? Hallelujah. Amen. Let me read another passage real quick today. And it's found in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 24. The Bible said, And the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, in meekness, instructing those that oppose themselves. If God, peradventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. And that they may recover. I want you to notice that word. That they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who, have, who are taken captive by him at his will. What the scripture is saying that, that the servant of the Lord, the, the ministry, must strive but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach and patient and in meekness, instructing people that oppose themselves. If God, peradventure, will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Here's what he said. And they might recover themselves. They might recover themselves. Have you ever noticed that? At the preached Word of God, somebody today needs to recover themselves. You need to recover. I'm going to talk to you today about recovering what the enemy has stolen from you. I believe it's time that we go get what's ours. I believe it's time that we claim what God gave us. 
I believe it's time that we go back and, and put our hands on the things that the devil has tried to take away from us. Somebody here shout amen. So, so let me just preach to you for the next little while, and I won't be long today. But the thief, that is the devil, the thief cometh not but to steal and to kill and to destroy. How many of you understand today that Satan is not your friend? Satan is your enemy. You don't mean anything personally. Now listen to me. Because he may not even care who your name is or what your name is or who you are. He doesn't care where you live. All he knows is that you are in the house of God today. And let me tell you who Satan attacks. Those who are, who are pursuing God and after the truth of God. You see, for a long time, there has been a war going on. It has been since before there was mankind. Because when the devil was kicked out of heaven, Satan was disbanded and kicked out of heaven. And the Bible said he fell like lightning from heaven. He took a third of the angels of heaven with him. There has been a spiritual war. And it is the war between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Satan. The kingdom of God is going to win. It's already written. It's already in the book. We understand that. But it does not mean that we as people who are following and pursuing God will not have to encounter the devil. Because the devil is going to do everything within his power to steal everything he can steal from you and to destroy everything he can destroy in your life and to kill you if possible. He wants no one going to heaven. He wants no one being saved from sin. The devil is a liar. And the Bible said in John chapter 8, he is the father of every lie and the truth is not in him. So we understand today. We've come to this building understanding. When you come here, you're going to be spiritual opposition. When you step into the closet of prayer, you're going to be spiritual opposition. When you start giving yourself to God, you are going to meet spiritual opposition. We are not fighting battles with swords and spears and machine guns and nuclear weapons. We are fighting spiritual Warfare in 2018. Somebody said amen. That's why the devil wants to make it hard for you to live for God. He wants to make you struggle living for God. He wants to throw things in front of you that would detour you from living for God. He wants to give you every problem that he can give you. He wants to make it as hard on you as he can make it. That's why sissies can't live for God. You've got to have a backbone like a sawlog and a hide like an alligator to be a child of God. You've got to let some stuff roll off of you like water off the duck's back. You can't be flimsy and a, my daddy used to say the word, I'll use it, a pansy if you're going to live for God. You've got to say, I'm going to plant my feet right here. I'm going to do what's right. While everybody's going that way, I'm going this way. While the world's going the other way, I'm going this way. You've got to have a backbone if you're going to serve God. 
Man, I, I, I feel all four sermons wrapped up here in one today. Hallelujah. But so the, so the devil, is, he's come against us, isn't and, and you understand that. And let, let me tell you something. Do you understand that the devil knows this word? Do you understand he knows this Bible as well or probably better than you? Do you understand that he knows his days are short? See, the end result of the devil is that he's cast into his own hell. Am I right? Anybody ever read that right here? It's in this book. And he understands that his days are numbered. He understands that his time is short. He understands that whatever he's going to do to stop people from living for God, he has to do it now. His, like we understand the coming of the Lord is near, He understands that His time is almost up. And so I'm here to preach to you this morning that the devil has opened all of his arsenal in 2018. He's throwing everything at the church that he can possibly throw. Hello. I, I, I'm going to preach a little bit, and I'm going to touch on a few things that need to be touched on. But, but, but just hear me. You ain't never seen a day like we're living in. I never dreamed I'd see the day we're living in. Come on now. Abortion is rampant in our world. In case you don't understand, abortion, ladies and gentlemen, is murder. But it's, it's here, and it's happening. Hollywood is controlling the minds of America. Hollywood is reaching in the minds even of people in the church. We are, we are being controlled by media. We, 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 we see things, and we hear things, and, 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 it, and it works on our emotions, and it works on our minds, and it works on our heart. You know what they're doing? They're trying to condition our kids and condition our society to accept things that are wrong and unlawful in the house of God. Oh yeah. You never see a day like we're living in. Let me tell you, homosexuality is still a sin. It's not a lifestyle that you have the right to choose. It is a sin. God didn't make Adam and Steve. He made Adam and Eve. I'm going to preach a little bit this morning. Because my mind, my righteous indignation has been stirred up. So you just hear me out, okay? The facts are, you can't let America warp our minds into thinking that's okay. And the problem is, is we don't have enough preachers that will stand up and take a stand against it. But I'm here to stand against it this morning. The devil is a liar. I read it this week. I just won't tell you. I studied it all out. Matter of fact, I was I was on the internet yesterday listening to some things by somebody else, and somebody walked through the room and said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm just I'm just brushing up here. I want to make sure that I'm right and I'm in the scripture." But the last time I read, one man for one woman is still in the Bible. God made. Man, and from man he made woman, and he put them together. 
to bring this world into population. If it would have been two men, we wouldn't have had a population. If it would have been two women, there wouldn't have been a population. Y'all ain't going to like me now. And I'm not taking all my sermon here. I just want to show you the world we're living in. Let me tell you something else, honey. Let me tell you, when God made a man and a woman, He caused them to be joined together. And He said it in Matthew. It's not just Old Testament teaching. He said in Matthew, for a man to leave his father and to mother and mother and cleave to his wife. Y'all want, me to, y'all want me to preach y'all? Because the devil is a liar. And what he wants to do is he wants to inject this into the minds of our kids. It's okay now. It's all right now. And when they got advertisement on TV with two women kissing, that's a sin. I don't care what NBC or ABC or CBS or Fox News or CNN or whoever said. I want to tell you it's still a sin. I'm here to preach to this church this morning. we got to take a stand against sin. And the devil can't inject that into our minds. You say, preacher, you're preaching about things you know about. You want me to preach some of these things I don't know about? I'm preaching to you today that he's not going to put it in this church. And he's not going to put it in my kids. And he's not going to put it in my grandkids. Somebody's going to take a stand. And somebody's got to stand up and say, Thus saith the word of the Lord. The devil is alive. And he's trying to destroy and to kill and to steal the morals of America. Hallelujah. You want to challenge me? I'll challenge you. Take your Bible. Let's go to the Word of God. See, that's not the only thing. There's a, there's a lot of stuff. You see, now, now, I, I, I'm going to preach. I don't know you. I don't know who's going to be here and who's not, but I'm going to preach. You ready? I, I still don't believe it's okay just to shack up. Amen. I believe marriage is a sacred vow. Amen. I believe people ought to be married. I believe people ought to love God enough to say, you know what, I'll turn away from that lifestyle and get myself right and God will work out the rest of it. Let me tell you, when you start putting God first, God will start putting you first. When you start saying, God, I'll do it this way, I'll do it my, I'm not trying to do it my way, God honors commitment. He always, oh, I told y'all I had a bunch of sermons today. But the facts are, you can't let the devil tell you that's okay. It's not okay to hang out and stay out of church. It's not okay to not be faithful to the house of God. It's not okay to have malice and envy and strife and hatred and grudges. It's not okay. The devil is a liar. And I'm here to preach to you on a Sunday morning. Like a pastor ought to preach to you that we need to go back and recover what the devil has tried to steal and take it right out of his hands and say, I'm going to possess what is mine because the Lord wants me to do that. You know what? We can fill this building up. Ain't it down my mind. I can fill it up six months. 
All you got to do is quit preaching what I'm preaching. Y'all want to fill it up that way? We can fill it up. Not with me here you won't. You, you, you fill it up if you just tell everybody to come as you are, do as you please. No commitment here. You don't have to make, you don't have to do anything. Just come on like you are. Come on, darling. This is, you know, this is a place of worship for all people, but that don't mean the truth's not going to be preached here. Man, I feel bold as Elijah this morning. You, I, I can make it to where you have to have go to services. Yes, we can. But a crowd's not a church. Just because you've got a thousand or two thousand or thirty thousand, there's mega churches. But you won't ever hear the preacher talk about hell. You won't ever hear him talk about judgment. You won't ever hear him talk about sin. It's not in their vocabulary. It's a feel-good, psyched-up, come on to church, pat you on the back, tell you you're doing good, tote your Bible in, tote your Bible out, and everything's okay. Honey, let me tell you, there's a real world, there's a devil, there's a hell, there's a heaven, there's some things you can do and you can't do. It's still in the Word of God. It's in a, some things, let me tell you, what I was preaching about just a few minutes ago, the Lord said in the book of Leviticus, it is an abomination unto God. And let me tell you what an abomination is. Listen to me. Abomination is what God hates. God hasn't changed. What He once hated, He still hates. Woo! My, I feel the spirit of GE all over me right now. Steve, am I doing okay? You come on up here today. I believe it's over with. Tell me your daddy was all over you today. Because this is what I was raised on. I'm not bragging to you, but let me tell you something, folks. You can't listen to the lies of the devil. You can't let him steal the things that God has given you. When he plants you in truth, you better hold on to it. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. If you want to be free from sin, and free from hell, and free from the things of this old world, You've got to get a death grip on God. You've got to hope. I'm tired of the devil stealing from us. I'm tired of the devil. You can't steal my praise. You can't steal my prayer life. You can't steal my word. You can't steal my heart. You can't steal my passion. You are not taking anything away. I'm coming to get it on Sunday morning. Here's what Obadiah said. Obadiah chapter 1, verse 17. But upon Mount Zion shall be deliverance, and there shall be holiness. And the house of Jacob shall possess, say this with me, possess their possessions. You know what it's saying? It already belongs to them. You lost it. You've got to go back and get it. You laid it down. You can't, you, you got to go recover that. You got to get it back. Obadiah, the prophet, is saying that, that Jacob is going to go back. Israel, if you please, is going to go back and get those possessions that is rightfully theirs. I want to tell you, the church has some things that the devil's tried to steal, but i got news for you. I, I'll stand up here like a man and look him in the eye today and tell you, you ain't getting it. You ain't getting our worship. You ain't getting our praise. You ain't getting our prayer. You're not getting our time. 
No, 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 honey. I'm here to preach to you that the devil is a liar. Somebody shout hallelujah. Joel said it this way. Egypt shall be, Joel 3.19. Egypt shall be a desolation and Edom shall be a desolate wilderness for the violence against the children of Judah because they have shed innocent blood in their land. But Judah shall dwell forever and Jerusalem from generation to generation. This is what he said. For I will cleanse their blood that I have not cleansed, for the Lord dwelleth in Zion. In other words, I'm going to make sure that everything remains. Let me tell you about God. He's as sure as the sun rises in the morning. He's as sure as the sun sets this evening. He's as sure as the clock that you're wearing. It's going to roll around day after day. You can plant your faith in God because He says, I am going to make sure it is from generation to generation and I'm going to dwell forever. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, I don't know. I told somebody a few days ago, I'm so glad my kids are grown. They make their own decisions. I'm so, I, I'm glad that you young folks are raising kids, but I, I don't want to trade places with you today because you have the greatest challenge that has ever been in America when it comes to raising the family. Because the family unit is is being attacked. And the devil is trying to destroy it. He started in marriages. And now he's in the children. Let me see how much longer y'all got to endure this. You know what? Let me just be honest with you today. I was sitting at my desk this morning thinking before anybody got here, and I thought, Lord, I've been doing this, and I got to counting. It's actually 47 years. 47 years. I want to tell you something. I've seen a few things change. (laughs) I've seen a few things, a few things change in my lifetime. I'm not an old man. I'm middle-aged because I'm planning to live to be about 130. You ain't getting rid of me yet, so quit worrying about it. Someday I'll be gone and y'all can say, wow, we endured that. But the facts are, I've seen a lot of things change. I've seen a lot of people change. I've seen, I've seen things change in the world in such a tremendous degree. Now, we don't know. I'm telling you, cell phones are like, they're like, you know, I, 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 look, I'm honest. I left the house the other day, and I reached, oh, God, I got my cell phone. It don't matter if I'm ten miles away. I'm turning around and go back and get the thing. I'm addicted. Who else is addicted? You better raise your hand. Yeah, you better better raise your hand. You're addicted. Cell phones. I don't know where there were no cell phones. You want to call your wife, you found a payphone. By the side of the road, you was on the highway, you pulled into a service station, took time to call. Computers. Computers. The world is generated by computers. We got gurus in this place. 
I, I mean, by the help and grace of God, I pecked it out and learned enough to, to, to get around. But some of y'all know the inward and outward and working. It, it blows my mind how I can go to Google and I can ask it a question. You know, matter what it is, boom, there's the answer. I'm thinking, wow, what a world we live in. But let me tell you, all the changes hadn't been good. Because with computers and internet came pornography. Y'all still want me to preach? And it's great. Computers are wonderful. Look at the time it saves us. Look, look. I used to study the old-fashioned way, Brother Eric. I got commentaries lined up and go to my office. I got books. If I read all them books, I'd be Einstein. I, I, I can read books, and I used to. I'd take down a... Commentary, I'd read the pulpit commentary and see what it had to say. I'd take down Barnes Notes, I'd read them. I'd pick up Matthew Henry, I'd read that. I'd read all the commentaries. I'd mark it down. You'd copy it down, write it down. Or, or if you're lucky and you had a copy machine, go lay the book on there and try to get a copy of it. Now, I got a Bible program. I just typed in this morning what I wanted to look at. It throws all the verses up there. I got a concordance. I got all the commentaries on computer. I say, well, I want I want to use that. Bloom, I just paste that over here. Bloom, I want to use that over here. Y'all think I'm brilliant, don't you? I'm not. I'm dumb as a brick when it comes to that stuff. But let me tell you, it's shortened my study time. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Just it has. Oh, that's good. But there's some stuff that's not good. And you see, here's what the devil is. Uh, we used to sing a little song when I, was a, when I was a kid. Anybody ever heard this? The devil is a sly old fox. You finish it. Throw away the key for all those tricks he's played on me. And you know what? The devil is so smooth. He's so, he's so conniving. He's, look, he's, he comes to church every time we open these doors. If you don't believe that, go read the book of Job where the Bible said the sons of God came to church and Satan came with them. He came with them. They came to the house of the Lord and the devil came with them. He came today, but I think we've run him out of here with our worship. We've, I've run him out of here with our preaching today because I'm here to expose him. You can't let him put that cloak on. That looks good. And the first thing you know, He's filtered into your life some trash and some filth that don't need to be there. I'm here to tell you, honey, whatever you got to do, go back and get what the devil has taken away from you. If it's been by computer, if it's been by internet, if it's been by whatever means, you need to plant your feet today and say, uh-uh, I ain't going there. No, you're not moving me. I'm not going over there. I'm going to stay because this is where God wants me to be. Hmm. Wow. One more scripture and I'll quit. Amos 9, verse 11. In that day will I raise up the tabernacle of David that is fallen and close up the breaches thereof, and I will raise up his ruins, and I will build it as in the days of old, that they may possess the remnant of Edom and all the heathen which are called by my name, saith the Lord that doeth this. 
Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the plowman will overtake the reaper, and the tender, or excuse me, the treader of grapes, him that soweth seed, and the mountains shall drop sweet wine, and all the bills shall melt. And I will bring, watch this again, and I will bring again, everybody say again. The captivity of my people of Israel, and they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and drink the wine thereof. They shall also make gardens and eat the fruit thereof, and I will plant them upon their land, and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land, their land, which I have given them, saith the Lord thy God. You know what he's saying? I am not the first time again bringing my captive people to their home, and it will not be given up again. Nobody is going to pull it away from them again. The enemy, the enemy can steal, kill, and destroy, but we have the power through the name of Jesus Christ. To recover anything that he's taken away from you. Jody, I love you so much. I'm so glad to see you today. But Jody came down to this room, the front of this room last week. Right here, right here. And God touched her. And God restored unto Jody the things the devil had taken away. He will do that for everybody in this room today. If you want to, you can go back. i got to confess something to you today. When I read Obadiah, where, the Israel, where Jacob said uh, Jacob's going to possess his possessions, you remember what he preached? Mm-hmm. What did he preach? Yeah, but no, that wasn't his text. Do you remember what he preached? Uh, I, I won't mind. My daddy used to preach, and he preached, I won't mind. So I'm not preaching anything new today. He preached, you've got to go get it. It's yours. The devil's took you away from it. He's trying to destroy your kids, your family, your marriage, your home, your morals, everything. The devil has just tried to tear it apart. But you just got to say, I won't mind. And the Lord will bring it again back to you and put it in your hands. I'm here to preach to somebody today. Recover what is rightfully yours today. The devil don't own that. He's a, he's a thief and he steals and he lies. Troy, I love you, buddy. I see you back there today. When I watch Troy walk down the south, can I preach about you? You don't mind? I won't embarrass you. Troy's had his issues and had some problems with me and Troy's buddies. And I love that boy. He's a boy to me. He's a man, but I love him. And he loves me. And I've had to try to pull Troy along. And I've been on him. He'll tell you, he calls me. He calls me and says, Preacher, i got to get it right. Pastor, i got to get it right. And last Sunday, Troy, I love you. Because I saw him right here standing, weeping, tears coming down his face. And, and speaking in tongues because he's here to recover what's rightfully his. Don't let the devil steal. Troy, you've been raised in the church. You know what's right. Many years ago, that lady right there came to this church. God filled her with the Holy Ghost right over here. Old church remodel. I remember right where it was at, Jody. I remember you coming. 
Why are some of you letting the devil take everything? And you're just saying, well, I used to. No, you don't have to used to. You still can. You, I used to have that. You can still have that. I, I used to worship. You can still worship. I used to pray like that. You can still pray like that. Quit letting the devil push you around. He is a lion, can even sneak. And all he wants to do is elbow his way into your life. Look at me right now. Look at me, everybody in this room. Don't let him tell you that God hadn't forgiven you. Yes, he has. If you ask him to forgive you, he will. You say, but I did it again. He will again. But I'm struggling. He will pick you up. He will set you free. I don't care how many times you've been there. I don't care how many times you've repented. I know some of this don't. They don't rub you the right way. You think everybody ought to be perfect because you're Mr. Perfect. No. Everybody's not perfect and people struggle with issues. But let me tell you, I don't care if you've been to God 50 times and said, Lord, forgive me of that. If it takes 50 more, you keep coming because you've got to recover what the devil has tried to steal out of your life. You gotta live repentance. You gotta believe repentance. You gotta believe forgiveness. You gotta believe God will do that. Come on, get on your feet, somebody. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house today. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in the house today. I feel victory coming to somebody's life on this Sunday morning. You gotta quit, quit letting the devil have his way. You know what the Apostle Paul says? Could I paraphrase with you? Could I just give you a little bit of what he said? And, and, and I'm, just, I'm just paraphrasing. He said, when I try to do good, I'm not good. I can't do good. I try to do right, and I, I hadn't been successful doing right. That's funny. He just, it is a pestle. He told the church that. He said, I'm just not doing what I need to do. And I tried, but I'm not really good at it. Anybody here? Tired of repenting for the same old thing. You're struggling with it? Just go back today and get it out of the devil's head. Say, you know what? No longer will you have this. No longer will you push me around with this. No longer will you torture me and torment me with this. I'm going to recover the experience that God gave me many years ago. I'm going to recover experience what God gave me six months ago. I'm going to experience again what the Lord gave me two weeks ago. I don't care what it is. You can have it back. Because you can go get what's yours. And you can recover what the devil has stolen from you. I'm taking it back. Somebody say it with me. I'm taking it back. Come on, I'm taking it back. I want you to say it. I'm taking it back. What the devil has stolen from me. I wish I could sing like Rusty Goodman. I sing that old song years ago. I heard it. I'm taking it back. What the devil has stolen from me. You liar, you thief, you liar, you liar, you liar. You're not going to tell me that another day. You're not going to take my victory. You're not going to take my heart. You're not going to give my soul. You're not getting anything from me. I'm coming to your den. And let me tell you what. Let me, let me tell you. Let me give you an example before I quit. When Jesus Christ died at Calvary, you know where he went? Anybody know where he went? He went to hell. He went to the spirits in prison. Listen to me right now. You know what Jesus did? Now you got to understand this. God made man perfect. Man was perfect till man fouled it up. Adam and Eve got us all in trouble. 
Everybody with me? Adam and Eve got us all in trouble. And so, so because they sinned, the curse of sin came, which was what? Death. Everybody say death. You know why people die? That's the curse of sin. Because Adam and Eve brought it into this world. So you know what Jesus did? Oh, oh. do you know what Jesus did? When he shed his blood, drew his last breath, died on Calvary's tree. He went right out of that tomb and went right to hell. And he snatched the keys out of the hands of the devil. He took, everybody say, he took them back. He took them back. He took the keys of death and hell away from the devil. The devil's not in control anymore. He took it back. And let me tell you, God said that if you'll just do what I'm asking you to do, I got the key, and you don't ever really die. Your old body will wear out, and they'll lay you in the ground. But Jesus said one time, He's not dead, He's only asleep. And those who are asleep in Christ have the keys, and we're going to live forever. So the devil got it. He got it from Jesus Christ. They, at the, at the creation and at the beginning of the Garden of Eden, He took it away from mankind. But Jesus said, I'm going to make it where that don't have to be. I'm going to go get the keys of death and hell. And He's got them today because He took them out of the hands of the devil. And let me tell you, if you want to live, you just go to the devil and say, uh-uh, you're not taking me. You know, uh-uh, I'm not going. I'm going with Him. He's got the key. Hallelujah. He's got the key. Somebody ought to give God praise here today. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost in the house. I feel the Holy Ghost in the house. Woo! You know what? Let's do it this way. Let's do it this way. Is anybody just big enough and bold enough in this room today? And you don't care what anybody thinks. But somewhere along the way, you just felt like you maybe lost a little bit of something that maybe the devil stole from you. And, and, and today, it's, it's just come back to you. And you're saying, look, I'm ready to get it back. I, I, I believe what you preach, preacher. So today, I'm going to walk right down here. I'm going to lift my hands. And I'm going to believe God's going to give me that victory in my life. And I'm going to take what the devil has stolen. Bless you, Kathy. Bless you, Dark. I'm taking it back. It may be your kids, your family, your marriage, your, your lifestyle. I don't know what it is. Your praise, your prayer. Your, your, I, don't, I don't know what it is. But why don't you come get it back today? The Lord has standing here waiting on you. Bless you, sir. Bless you, ma'am. God's going to give it back to you today. God, there's people in this altar that I don't even know. Come on, come on, come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm coming to get it back. I'm coming to believe God. I'm telling the devil he's no longer in charge in my life. He's no longer going to push me around. Bless you, man. He's no longer going to do that to me. I'm taking it back. I'm taking it back. What the devil stole from me. To yeah. And I took back what he stole from me. Yeah. I took back Come on. what he stole from me. Come on, everybody. I took back what he stole from me. Well, I went to the enemy's camp. And I, I took back what he stole from me. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's under my feet. He's 
back. As if Walter God's gonna give it back to you. God's gonna give it back. God's gonna give it back. Listen to me right now. Everybody in the house, listen to me. All right. Here's some people. Those of you that are up front here, you're close. I want you to come as close as you can right now. Those of you who came down to pray, I want you to come. Just line up all the way around. Line up right there. My God, the Holy Ghost. How many of you that standing up here believe God is going to restore to you today? He's going to restore some things in you. <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this, except in faith to tell you it's about to happen. It is about to happen. You're going to see it happen. You have the courage to step out here this morning, and God's going to see to it that it happens. Here's, here's what I want. Uh, y'all, y'all, come on up. I want you close. I want, I want get, fill in every spot. Right around here. Fill in every spot. Come here, LaDonna. Stand right here, baby. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Right here. Right here. Yeah, close. That's right. No magic in what we're about to do, okay? No magic here. I don't have any oil dripping out of my fingers. But I tell you what, I got faith for today. I got faith to believe that if you have the courage to come down here and say, you know what, I'm tired of the devil pushing me around. I want to take it back. That before you walk away from here in the next few minutes, God is about to open the windows of heaven and pour out the power in your life that you need to take it back. That you need to get it out of His hands, okay? All of you that are up here, just say this with me. The devil's a liar. Come on, I want you to say it with me again. The devil's a liar. Say this with me. There is no truth in him. Say it with me. Everything he says is a lie. You believe that? That is the Scriptures. That is the Word of God. Now I want you to say this with me. God, I believe you're about to give it back to me. You're going to restore everything the enemy has tried to steal from me. I need some folks out there that will come up here one-on-one and just stand and put your hand on their back. Woman to woman, man to man. Hurry, 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 hurry. I need some people right now. Hurry. I need some people. I just want you to help me pray. Because I'm fixing to pray the prayer of faith. And God is about to restore some things to the people right here this morning. I'm feeling into the Holy Ghost. You that are around this altar, they're going to sing. You put your hands up. And you start thanking God for it right now. You start praising God. That's it, ma'am. God's giving it to you right now. Right now, you're receiving that. Right now, you're receiving that. Put your hands on them. That's right. Come on, the Holy Ghost is going to move now. Let's go. Hallelujah. Yeah. 